This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Flamingo Pools, your go-to maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Stop wasting your valuable time trying to take care of your pool and let the professionals at Flamingo Pools take care of it for you. Visit azflamingopools.com for a free quote today. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. We're lucky to have the uh, the master cookie guy, uh, Curtis, here with Chunk. He's the founder and owner of it, and we are excited to have him here on the show. Thanks, excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, why don't you just get started and tell us a bit about your background, who you are, and based? Yeah, so I guess starting from the beginning, I, was, I mean, I'm Born and raised in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I grew up in Chandler most, well, not mostly, up until I was about 11. Moved over here and in Gilbert when I was uh, in sixth grade. And then uh, most of my life, I've just been super involved with sports, mainly basketball. Nice. Like my whole family's basketball players. I've got an uncle who played in the NBA. My brother plays overseas in Europe right now. So it's like... Nice. Super big sports family. Yeah, yeah. I bet. That's um, so yeah, I mean, that always took up a lot of time in my life. Uh, and I just went to the Highland High, played basketball there. Um, after that, I uh, actually went on a two-year mission for my church. I went to Guatemala. So that was, I mean, just an experience in itself. Super, oh, yeah. super fun. Uh, and then after that, I actually played basketball at Salt Lake Community College. Nice. Um, played there for two years. Uh, after I, I was thinking I wanted to go play like a divi- at a Division One college, uh-huh. but the more I thought about it, just it takes up so much time. I wanted to start thinking about for sure. You know what what I want to do with my life because yeah. I knew basketball wasn't like the end all be all mm-hmm. thing. I, I loved it, but I wasn't that good. So, <laughs> and then after that, uh, I just went to UVU. Uh, I went got my degree in business management. Um, that really helped me. And then actually I got involved. So while I was at UVU, uh, which is Utah Valley University, I actually moved down back to Arizona before I graduated and just finished up online. And I was a part of, it's called the soda shop. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you guys have heard of all those yeah. soda businesses. Oh, yeah. So I kind of helped start the one in Mesa that's on Gilbert and Brown. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. So I helped run that. Uh, Cause I know I know the owners there. Yeah, okay. uh, they're my best friends, and cool. so I kind of helped them start that. And then uh, I kind of wanted to go my own way. Mm-hmm. I started thinking of business ideas mm-hmm. and things like that, and that's kind of where I started thinking of this whole chunk idea. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's where you want this to go. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wherever you take us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, let's go back a bit. So, you went to school for business management. So, yeah. were you always, you know, intending on starting a business or owning a business or? I always wanted to do my own thing. Uh-huh. Always, always, always. Uh, like, why? I guess I did skip a few details. Like in college, I worked for a few good companies. I worked for a real estate company. It was really cool that one of my cousins worked for. But the whole desk job thing isn't for me because right. I even was a. I worked for a, a tech company up in Utah called Lucid Software. And it was a great company. It had like the open kitchens. You know, you can basically work whenever as long as you had your like eight hours in. You uh-huh. know, like super relaxed. But something about like having to do something because they tell me to makes me not <laughs> yeah. like it. I mean, I'm just weird. Like, yeah. like it, it wasn't hard. I did not like right, it. It yeah. just like didn't. This way, it wasn't meant for me. For sure. Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to go off and do my own thing. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you have like a lot of ideas throughout those couple of years at school or the years after? I'm going to be honest. No, I okay. didn't. Like I would always come, like think of things like what I want to do, but uh-huh. nothing really like came to mind, which is a big reason why I went, came back to Arizona to mm-hmm. help my, my 
friends open up the soda shop in Mesa mm -hmm. because I knew that like they're super good at business. They have a lot of good ideas. So I was like, all right, I want to get the ball rolling work with people. I, you know, I know I would like to work with. Yeah. And so, and it, and it did work out that way. Like, I loved working with them. It was super fun. And then that got like my brain turning on what I could do and things yeah. like that. So, I mean, that helped me more than anything mm -hmm. was doing things I didn't like to do <laughs> made me realize what like more I wanted to do for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Any reason you didn't want to stay in the soda thing? Did you just want to kind of be on your own and, and do, do something um, by yourself? A, a lot of it had to do, it had nothing to do with like the soda thing. I think that is a good concept. It's going to be right. around a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, they just happened to merge with another company. Okay. And when that happened, it kind of, there was really just kind of no room for me, which I, yeah. you know, we didn't split in any bad way. We're still yeah. best yeah. friends. Um, if anything, it was a blessing. So it made me like, all right, I, I want to go do something myself. Uh -huh. This is the time. And so sure. I kind of split off and started doing my own thing. That's cool. sweet. I guess let's kind of get into how you got into the idea for Junk then. Yeah, so that that actually started while I was at the soda shop coming up with ideas. Okay. And me, I mean, me and my wife, we just love cookies. Mm -hmm. We've always made cookies. And we really did come up with the idea of just like, man, we always wanted them at night. But then we'd either have to make them and then like run out of ingredients or, you know, something. We're yeah, just like yeah. super inconvenient. Uh -huh. And I'm like, dude, this would be sweet to just like have cookies delivered. And then right around that time, we started hearing it about that concept in other states. Uh -huh. and like I started like researching it and things like that. Because I had other ideas of like, because that's the thing with business. There's a million ways to make a million bucks. So it's sure, kind yeah. of whatever yeah. you can find. Uh -huh. And so I started researching this. And there's actually a lot of companies out east and stuff that do this concept. And I mean, now there's a bunch up in Utah, right, yeah. uh, but they weren't there when I was in college. Okay. They just happened to pop up right when I left. Um, and so I was like, Hey, this, this is a successful concept. Like mm -hmm. it's worked in other places. No one's doing it in Arizona yeah. right now. And so I, I kind of just jumped on it. Uh, I was super fortunate while at the soda shop, I developed a relationship with, the person they got cookies with. Oh, okay. Um, and so I went to him because initially, because to start a retail business or a restaurant type business, it takes a couple hundred thousand dollars. For sure. Oh, I didn't have that money. So I was like, I need to start a cheaper way. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to him. I was like, hey, I got this concept. I want to start doing it. Can I just rent part of your bakery and just deliver out the back at night? Because uh -huh. they closed at seven, so it wasn't a big deal for them. They already okay. done using yeah. all their equipment, mm -hmm. and it worked. He was like, "All right, let's try it." Nice. And that's kind of we started off super small. Just we are only open at one point Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, from okay. five to ten. And that was it. Uh huh. And then we opened up to all week, and then now we're kind of starting to expand a little bit more. Right, but right. but yeah, that's kind of how it all kind of started from that. Which was, I mean, a huge blessing in my life because yeah. to be able to start a business like that so cheaply, it's, I mean, it, it was amazing. Uh -huh. So you didn't really have to use like a ton of capital to get started or borrow money or get a loan that you were able to just... uh, I, I did borrow some money, okay. but it was very little mm -hmm. and it was just enough to kind of buy a, a shipment of boxes, mm -hmm. get the website made. Uh-huh. And like a few miscellaneous things like t-shirts and, you know, training and all that. But right. yeah, it was, happened pretty quickly. So it was, it was nice. That's cool. cool. <laughs> and then how'd you decide what cookies you were going to go with? And then I guess you don't need to tell us like what the cookies are made up you of. Tell us your secret ingredient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Just tell us a bit about the cookies and the decision to go with the cookies that you went with. So we, in the beginning, we only sold chocolate chip uh -huh. and that, I mean, that's a classic. Yeah. Even to this day is always the number one. Can't seller. go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. It's like everyone loves it. And so we wanted to start with that. And initially you, you would think it would be a lot like, Oh, we want to make a big cookie. Let's just take more dough and just bake it. You know, <laughs> yeah. you just take the recipe uh -huh. you like that you grew up with. 
but it's nothing like that. Okay. To bake a big, thick cookie is completely different than making your mom or grandma's favorite cookie. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't realize this, but there is like a science behind it as far as like wow. how much butter per flour to put in. Oh, wow. Like, if you have more sugar, it makes it flatten out more. And, you know, there's huh. so much that goes into it. So it actually took about three months just to make the recipe for chocolate chip. Oh, shoot. Just because I wanted it big, fluffy, and like obviously baked throughout, but like still soft and gooey on the inside. Sure, yeah. so, so it took a while, but it, I mean, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Cause now you can take that base and use it for what you're asking, like a lot of different flavors yeah. and okay. things like that. So. so how much weight did you gain during those three months testing you know, surprisingly out Surprisingly not a lot, but <laughs> nice. I definitely had to go on. Kept a, up on I, the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to take a few diets here and there, but, <laughs> you know, level it off. Cool. Um, so just starting out, did you have employees right away or was it you out doing the deliveries or? Yeah, right away. Cause even though it was a very small, you know, startup, you can say, uh-huh. I, I was really going for like, I wanted to get our name out there. Yeah. So we like one of our biggest and best marketing tactics was we, we targeted a lot of the local influencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously you want the, the big hitters that have 100, 200, 300,000 followers. Uh-huh. But in reality, when they're that big, it's like they, they don't care about some right. cookie company. <laughs> and so we went to a lot of just like the local Gilbert Mesa ones because that's where like the, the bakery was. And we we're just like, hey, we're going to have a grand opening this this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys want a free box of cookies? We'll deliver right to your door. Like that was it. Super simple. Yes oh. or no? Almost all of them were like, "Heck yeah, we'll take <laughs> yeah, a free yeah. box." Yeah. It's like all we at the time we didn't even ask for them to post. Uh-huh. We really just wanted to like get back to your question. Like we hired up probably I think uh, thirteen drivers. Okay. Right off the bat. Right off the. I mean, we didn't have thirteen every night, but that right. was kind of just yeah. like because all of them were part time and yeah. at night. So. And so that grand opening weekend, so a Friday, Saturday, was actually very busy uh-huh. because it was initially just like people we sent just free cookie codes to so they could order online because we yeah. wanted a lot of feedback. We'd never yeah. done this before. Our website was brand new. Mm-hmm. So when they would order, we'd then follow up and be like, hey, how'd you like the cookies first off? How was like placing your order? Was it easy? Was it hard? Confusing? Uh-huh. Like how was the delivery driver? How You know? All that were the cookies still warm. So we got a lot of good feedback. But we also got a lot of people to know about us. Because then they were all posting, hey, you know, there's a new cookie delivery company right. in town. Like, try them out. And so it's like we kind of just took off from there. It was it was a huge thing I didn't think would take off that fast. Uh-huh. And it did. So, But it really came all down to just using local influencers right. like anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand followers you know it, it helped a ton nice and so at first you weren't running ads or anything like that you were just sticking with the influencers yeah and, okay. the first the first year i would say no that's a lie i would say the first about seven or eight months we didn't use any ads no ads it's nice. just all word of mouth yeah. people posting about it things like that that's sweet can you yeah. tell us a bit more about influencer marketing just because i think it's such an underused and underpriced market right now and i think there's so many people that could take advantage like how did you find influencers did you just search random people did you already know about these people and you were able to reach out or? it would i mean that that is because i've thought about this a lot like if there was no such thing as social media we wouldn't we would not exist right, right. like we we yeah. really wouldn't because without that, we would have had to have a lot of capital to put out all these other marketing For tactics sure. and have an actual building. Yeah. But starting off so small without influencers and you know social media, it uh-huh. would have been possible. Uh, we, it's been a huge thing for Chunk Cookies just because, I mean, to get back to your question, I found them because a lot, a lot of the networking there, you find one and a lot of their followers will be influencers. Right. Uh, I also knew a few just from either the soda shop or people that are like, you know, family friends, yeah. things like that. So yeah. I talked to them, who do they know? And I kind of just like started following and asking and just going from there and there. And luckily Gilbert, where I, I mean, that's kind of where I kind of grew up the other half of high school. Uh-huh. 
it's kind of a close-knit community so it's like a lot of people i knew knew of other local influencers Uh and these influencers so it kind of just spread out from there nice no yeah i'd I'd have to say that i mean your marketing's been on point since day one i knew about the company before you guys had released just seen your instagram everything's always been super clean super professional oh thank you did you did you learn a lot of that stuff in school or are you just a bit of a natural when it comes to (laughs) no i actually learned it with the soda shop okay because they uh one thing yeah one one of the things i learned with them because their social media is really good too and uh my buddies that owned it they were they had the concept of like you you have to go with good pictures if you don't have good pictures you don't have a good instagram if you don't have a good instagram you don't have good social media Uh type thing and so that's kind of just followed that concept of like i mean not that we use the best craziest professional photos but it's like they were all you can say professionally done yeah yeah you and can so tell. we would have like mini photo shoots i would talk to like because in the beginning we didn't have a lot of funds so i would talk to a lot of like up-and-coming photographers because you know i'm sure you guys all know there's tons of people that have oh, a yeah. camera <laughs> <and they're> photographers. <laughs> but uh we would go to a lot of them that were kind of like in the beginning stages yeah. and we're like hey we would love to work with you like where's your pricing and we do like mini photo shoots sometimes we'd even pay them with like free cookies yeah things like that and uh-huh. so that's what really helped us was just like the photos tell the story and so if you can get that out there people will love it because you can totally tell a difference when someone's got their iPhone out and they take a picture on their counter. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, iPhones nowadays have great cameras, but it, I was about to say, ever since Rich got his iPhone 11, he thinks he's a photographer too. <laughs> but so. no, the, the new 11 is, has a great camera. It's really good. Because uh, we actually have used a few iPhone pictures, uh-huh. okay. but it's few and far between to try to get that like professional look. Yeah. And so that's kind of really what we were going for. Okay. How, sorry. No, no. I was gonna say, how do you get that, prof- like that white background, that clean professional look? Is it just a white sheet behind everything? It's really I've it's just a, a white sheet. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes even like a white board backed up to another white board, okay. and I'm like behind there trying to like focus it and like uh-huh. move it around. Huh. Uh, and then from there, it's editing. Yeah. Like they'll kind of just like the they'll pull down the contrast and pull up the brightness okay. and kind of just like makes it more pure white versus yeah. like, oh, there's a shadow on the corner or something. Oh, it yeah. looks really good. The Instagram photos look great. Thank so. you, yeah. Th- this year we're trying to really move to videos. Oh, okay. Because I mean, pictures tell a good story, but videos, it really captures more attention. Nice. So that's where we're moving to. Do you want to expand on that a bit? Like what, like custom review videos or pe- videos of people eating the cookies or what, what sort of videos are you going So for? a lot of it is just like, because a lot of our marketing, it's, well, not just ours, I would say almost everyone's. Like, you only have, like, one or two seconds to capture someone. Uh-huh. And so that's why a lot of our pictures are, like, the cookies busted open and, like, yeah. stacked together and melting. Yeah. You know, so right away, they're like, oh, that looks good. Like, first initial reaction, that's what they think. So with videos, the same thing, but even better. Because then it's like, oh, you can have the video of the entire cookie breaking right, yeah. open. You can have the video of it, act like, the chocolate drizzling down. And it captures more of like your emotional connection of Mm -hmm. just like, I love cookies. That looks so good. It looks so warm, so gooey. You know, don't get me wrong. I love pictures. They look really good. But like videos bring even more of like your emotions to like the desserts you like. Yeah. And so that's what we're really going for right now. Speaking of videos, on your story, I see all the time people with their boomerangs of their, oh, yeah. Yeah. their cookies. I think that helps you guys a lot too. It shows people like, wow, they're busy, they're being successful, like they're always doing deliveries, people are always ordering. So I think that's a good tactic you guys use as well. Oh yeah, that that's helped us a lot because I mean, word of mouth, that's that's how we're open for business yeah. right now. And yeah. so people that do that, we love them, we love our customers. Like we even have this thing like sometimes if. The boomerang, if I'm being honest, it's a little overused right now, but I still love it. I'm not, I'm not you know, bragging on that. But like when customers really like, oh, you know, they're doing a little selfie video and they like have the cookie, take a bite, and they're like kind of doing a review on it. Uh-huh. We love that. Like yeah. we'll send them even like a free box for next time. Like, hey, thanks so much for putting it out there, giving us a good review, just on like your own social media, not yeah. even Yelp or Google. Yeah. It's like 
You're just doing it because you genuinely like the cookie. Right, yeah. Here's 50% off. Here's a free box, you know, whatever. Because we just love our customers. And if they're willing to just go out there and just like review it for their own sake, like that's so cool. That's awesome. And so we just want to reward them just like free stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that good like Instagram post or something on their story can go a little further than sometimes a Yelp review. Like, because everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on Facebook. And I mean, I still use Yelp and a lot of people do, but at the same time, it's it's good to get on the gram or, or Oh, Facebook, for sure. So. That, absolutely, because Yelp, I mean, Yelp, it, it does good. Like, the, you right. can see the reviews, they're, they're usually pretty honest, but at the same time, once you get into that, like, atmosphere, you, you do realize there is, like, there's things businesses can do to kind of like change their reviews uh-huh. you know, of yeah. their things. Yeah. I mean, we all know it happens and stuff, but uh, like that's why I like this organic influencer yeah. stuff because, yeah, there's paid ads out there. You can pay an influencer mm-hmm. to do that, but we personally never have ever paid an influencer to do anything. Oh, wow. uh, I mean, the most we've ever done is just like give them a free box and just say, hey, like, what do you think? We don't ask them to post about it. We don't do that. Just what do you think? Yeah. And usually they do post about it because it's just because it's so good. It's, yeah. yeah. So if you have a good product, it and <laughs> it's great. And so that that's helped us a lot. And that yeah, just that organic feed of just like hey, you know, you can tell this person genuinely likes it. Like some of our best like comments we've gotten are from people that aren't technically influencers. Uh-huh. You know, it's their they're a mom they really like our cookies they share them with their kids yeah. and they have a you know maybe 200 followers but yeah. 150 of those followers are like oh we gotta check out yeah, some right. cookies. yeah. and there are other moms too that want and they, <laughs> exactly it's, it's a snowball effect yeah <laughs> exactly especially around this area that's just huge so, so. That, that was a big part in gilbert because that's kind of where i grew up and it was just like close-knit like I was telling you guys yeah. so the, the word traveled fast whether it was a popular influencer mm-hmm. or just you know someone's mom you knew yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so were you expecting this to kind of blow up so fast and be so successful so quickly I I mean if I mean honest I had hopes for that right, everyone yeah. wants yeah. to be yeah. successful uh-huh. but I, I try to be realistic I didn't think it would I thought it would take you know at least six months to like get her name out there and yeah. like get get it going. Uh-huh. So I did not think it would go that fast because the, the grand opening weekend, we had nine drivers out, all like maxed out as far as deliveries <laughs> go. And then I had to call in my mom and dad oh, wow. <laughs> to come help. Like it, it was that insane. That's awesome. Just because we, we were literally thinking the – grand opening would just be like the free boxes we gave out plus like you know 20 other orders right but people found out really fast and just started ordering all night long so that's cool yeah it was good it was great so tell us a bit about how you kind of planned that grand opening night like how did you know the numbers how did you know how many cookies to bake and how many employees to employees, have employees yeah. so that we so a lot of it was with the influencers and we knew how much we gave out to the influencer. I had a whole list and everything. My wife was helping me a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then we're at K and we, we told them they had to order Friday or Saturday. Like this wasn't hold it for a month oh, or something. Sweet. Okay. And so it's like we knew because we wanted the grand opening to be big mainly for just like getting our name out there, but also training. Yeah. Like we, these drivers need to know how to do a lot of deliveries. Uh-huh. And so... But really, I just overstaffed. Uh-huh. Well, thinking I overstaffed just because worst case, it's like, oh, they go and do a few deliveries, get some training in, come back, you know, do some more training. Yeah. But then it turned into like, well, good thing I did overstaff because yeah. I, I, if anything, I understaffed. <laughs> so that's kind of how, how it really all went. It was pure luck, I guess, because I did not think we were going to be that busy. So better to over-prepare than exactly prepare, right? Exactly. Because I, I wanted it, like, worst case, we're not that busy. It's like, okay, customers still get their cookies on time, still mm-hmm. get them warm. Oh, to answer your question about counting the cookies. Yeah. Um, we did set parameters on the website, so you had to order an hour and a half ahead of time. Okay. So we cool. always had that, like, you know, lagging time. We're just like, okay, 
we have an hour and a half to, to make these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I quickly learned I needed to have the drivers go out in two hour segments because then you can be like okay you have 12 deliveries between 5 and 7 but then more deliveries will come that we'll give to them so we'll give them a bunch of extras uh-huh. you know things like that okay and so but again we just baked really what we thought we needed from the orders we saw plus a bunch of extras because worst case we can just we had a warmer so they stay pretty fresh for a little bit mm-hmm. and that's kind of just how we did it okay Cool. But that's why I got, because the logistics weren't fully there. And that's why I had to call my mom and dad. I was like, dude, we're, we're running way <laughs> late. We got to get these out of here. Uh-huh. So they really came in clutch. Nice. <laughs> that's cool. nice. And then after that first night, you kind of knew what you needed to do from there on out. Yeah, I, I was, I, it was definitely trial by fire and mm-hmm. just quickly learning of like, okay, hey, that didn't work. Let's do this yeah. and this and that, you know? So I, I learned stuff pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So with, with delivery, is there a lot of like, I guess, were there a lot of fears and someone getting a crash or delivering to the wrong house or people complaining that you got the wrong order or cold cookies or I feel like there's yes. so much that could go wrong in that. In that there was a lot of fear. And it's funny you mentioned that because the, for after the grand opening, so I like was dealing with the email. So if someone had a problem, they would come and email because we were out of someone else's bakery. So we didn't have a phone or anything. Okay. Um, and... I was just dealing with all the deliveries and the emails and like obviously the emails coming in were stuff that went wrong. Right. right. Oh, they showed up late or they weren't warm or I never got my cookies. And so it's like by the end of the night, I remember going to my wife at like midnight. I was like, oh, this is exhausting. Like there are so (laughs) many problems. Like people probably hate us. Like it was so busy, but all I did was just put out fires all night Uh and she's like really everyone loves us because she was on the social media Uh side like (laughs) reposting everyone's videos and everyone's like oh we love them they're the best these are so cool and it like shocked me because i was seriously so exhausted i was like i people are gonna hate us yeah but it's because i didn't see the other side right and you know there's always gonna be problems and we were really good at We'll try to be really good at customer service. So if something went wrong, it's like, sorry, we'll have your cookies there as soon as possible. Oh, sorry, we'll refund you and give you a free one for next time. Oh, you know, things like anything to like make it better because we're still working out the kinks and it's not fair to make the customer pay. And then it's like they don't get their cookies. It's late. It's not what they expected. So Uh we try to go above and beyond customer service and like refund anything that went wrong give them free ones later things like that cool. well i guess it's kind of good that the positive reviews are going public on social media yeah. and negative things are, are coming just to you exactly. on email yeah i i definitely like that because we i mean there's always those where it's like people go to the reviews and it's like oh this is the worst company ever <laughs> but it's like I, I love when the customers give us a chance to make it better yeah because we really are here for the customer and so it's like if something went wrong we want to fix it it's not like oh sorry the your cookies tasted bad it's like oh we really are sorry here's a free one for next time like that shouldn't happen yeah or if they just straight up didn't like our cookies we'd refund them any i mean anything because uh-huh. we want them to have a good experience that's cool um so so it started out as just out of the back of a bakery and then you had deliver delivery guys girls going out and giving the cookies um how long did that go on for so funny thing is we actually still do it out of that bakery in Gilbert, oh, wow. but now we have one in Tempe. So we, so we were, we still do it out of Gilbert out of the back, but we're actually coming out with a new location here pretty soon in Gilbert. But then we opened up Tempe, which is like our actual own location, uh, almost exactly a year after we started the Gilbert one. Nice. So, uh, because we, what was it? It was August of 2000, August 27th of 2018, we started grand opening in Gilbert. Uh-huh. And then August 20, 24th of Literally 2019, oh, wow. yeah. we opened up Tempe. And the Tempe is like a storefront where people can go in yeah. and order a cookie there? Yeah. So what made you decide to, to start going that route? We, we knew we always wanted to go that route uh-huh. 
Uh, it's just costs a lot more because yeah. you, you have your own space and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it would be, you know, a good idea to go to AS, be next to ASU, okay. you know, and because it's right, it's right on university, probably three quarters of a mile from ASU. Right. I was going to ask, that's why you chose Tempe. Yeah, the... that's why I chose Tempe because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just like make a location in Gilbert? Yeah. And we will, but it's like. I thought there's a lot of potential in ASU uh-huh. and like all the businesses there around mm-hmm. Tempe Town Lakes and yeah. all that, and so that's where I wanted to go next. Cool. So you mentioned at the beginning that there's so much, so much money that goes into like opening a storefront. That's why you started with delivery. Did you have to at this point get a loan or finance or to be able to open? Yeah, this? definitely had to get a loan still, but it was more like, okay, hey, I know we're making money. Yeah, I know we yeah. can pay this back, and it's like once we open up Tempe, that will be generating money to pay back the loan. So it's like it was less risky then. It's more like, of a calculator risk, right? You know exactly. your numbers. You're not yeah. just taking a guess and see if, see if exactly. it exactly. Because I knew the concept was there. Yeah, like it was catching on pretty nice in Gilbert so it's like let's take it to Tempe let's keep this ball rolling type thing versus in the beginning there wasn't really any delivery so it was like it could fail potentially but now it's like I had a lot more confidence going yeah, to Tempe. Yeah for sure. Have you seen a lot more success now that you've had a, a storefront? Yeah it brings a lot more opportunity because then we're open longer people can come in like some people because there there is a delivery fee and you know mm-hmm. it's extra money so some people it's like I'd rather just pick it up which totally understandable yeah, yeah. so we want to be there for those people uh-huh. and so it's opened up a lot of opportunity for that and a lot of catering like the way we do it is we always have a ton of cookies on demand like people will call us and be like hey how soon like, do I need to give you like two, three weeks heads up to get a hundred cookies? I was like, no, we just need like an hour heads up. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and they're like, really? And so it's like, we've had that. Like we, we work with a few companies that give out cookies as gifts to clients. Okay. And they'll literally just call us at like 1230 and be like, hey, we need, I think it was actually yesterday. A company called and said, hey, we need 50 boxes Oh shoot! One of each flavor in every single box. <laughs> and I was like, we need them by. We need them delivered at five thirty, and at the time it was like two p.m. Uh-huh. And we're like, okay. Well, and we got them delivered there right at five thirty. That's awesome. Already, so stuff like that really helps to have a storefront yeah, open yeah. longer, and it brings in a lot more business. Nice. And that that probably helps too, like them giving you guys a good review, and then saying like hey you got like if they have friends like hey you should use them because they have they have cookies ready like on demand ready to go oh yeah absolutely we because we've worked with other like pharmaceutical companies that give out to clients Mm -hmm. and they've even told maybe not other companies but like other people within their company of like dude just go to them they have them hot and ready like all the customers love them things like that so it's really kind of even that word of mouth has gotten out quite a bit which is nice nice cool Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Can you tell us about some of your other flavors that you've introduced since you started off with just the chocolate chip? Yeah, so after chocolate chip, we went to our Biscoff cookie, which oh. was a huge hit. We still actually have it on the menu today. Yeah. Huge hit. That's People my personal favorite. It's so, so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, that one was a big, like that, that first week we came out with the Biscoff cookie, it, I think it almost tripled our sales. Really? Because it was just, it went I insane. believe it. I totally how did How did you come up with it? I feel like it's a pretty original idea in terms of we, the white I, I've always Biscoff. liked Biscoff. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, we were going between Biscoff and Nutella, actually. Oh, okay. Um, and one thing I have done from day one <clears throat> 
is we've always done a lot of taste testing. Uh-huh. And so I originally thought we would go with Nutella. That's kind of more known to the public, things like that. Yeah. So we would make our dough. We would put some, you know, Biscoff in the middle and some Nutella in the middle. And we went and did a lot of taste testing. And like hands down, everyone's like, dude, this Biscoff is good. Yeah. We, we did want something to really like spark. We didn't want to come out with like, you know, a, a normal flavor. Generic, yeah. You know, we wanted something to be different. Yeah. And so we, we did a bunch of taste testing with those and we even did like peanut butter in the middle and things like that. But Biscoff was the winner for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what we've done with all our flavors. Uh-huh. So even going past Biscoff, I think our next one, we, we kind of stayed with those two for a little bit and then we went to, what was our next one? Then we came out with our, our sugar cookie. And that one actually took a little bit to come out with, and we had a lot of help with our bakers and stuff. They mm-hmm. had a lot, a lot of say in that. And we, again, did a bunch of taste testing. We probably did 16 different batches and mm. 20 different frostings and oh, like shoot. mix and match yeah. and what people like. Because that's the one thing I've always tried to make chunk cookies different is we don't just like, hey, we need a peanut butter cookie. Let's come out with that next week. Yeah. It's like, no, we go through all the steps of getting the best peanut butter cookie taste test. Like it's literally tested to right. make sure the majority of people will like yeah. it. Because I feel like now there's more companies out there that deliver cookies. Nothing against them, but it's, it's some of them I can tell it's like they're just going with variety versus quality. Yeah. And we want both. And so that's always been a big factor of ours is just taste testing and making sure we have good quality flavors. Nice. Well, if you ever run out of taste testers, you can always give us a call. We we are ready to go whenever. (laughs) And then so that's something that, so you said that you want to stand out from (laughs) your competitors. How, like, what do you think makes you guys stand out from the other cookie people? I um, mainly quality like that because I think yeah. we take a lot more at hand of just like coming out with a flavor and the amount of taste testing we do and the different batches we make and things like that. Um, we also use really good ingredients. We, I mean, we don't substitute anything. Um, coming from a business perspective, it's very easy to just be like, hey, chocolate costs a lot of money let's not use a lot of chocolate chips yeah you know that would honestly save us a yeah. ton of money yeah. but i don't do that it's like dude, if people want more chocolate chips and we give them more chocolate chips uh-huh. they want more biscoff we give them more biscoff yeah. you know things like that and so we really kind of distinguish ourselves like that because mm-hmm. the delivery process is kind of i would assume the same for all the other cookie companies uh-huh. out there but it's our quality of cookie that really separates us. That we're, you know, a local company. We love our customers. We have great customer service, yeah. and we are we we try to make our cookies the best on the market. Nice, hands down. That I mean, that's what we're trying. And now, I feel like we've done a pretty good job doing that. But I do admit we need more variety more frequently, and so mm-hmm. now we need to mix both. Where it's like, okay, we're gonna start coming out with more flavors more frequently but still keep our same quality yeah. that we've always had. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is I, I was in the, I was in the store like a week ago and there's four cookies. Um, is that kind of like what you guys stick to? Um, or do you plan to come out with more? And like a rotation or, or more yeah. just keep adding more and more? We will, it'll be more of a rotation, but it won't always just be four. Okay. Uh, for example, I won't say any flavors, but right. next month we will come out with probably two more flavors. Okay. Nice. And so that will be added to the four we have. So we'll have six in cool. total for next Sweet. month. But then in March, we might go back down to like four or five cookies, but then still probably have more flavors then that we'll have to substitute out. Uh, In reality, I think chocolate chip and sugar cookie will always have, and then everything else will kind of be rotated in and out. Mm -hmm. Like we, we won't really just take a flavor out and never put it back in. Uh Um, But we'll definitely rotate them throughout the year. What's your favorite flavor? Um, you know, I would actually, I don't know if you guys ever tried the pumpkin cookie that we had in November. It's uh, it's like pumpkin chocolate chip. It had a maple glaze on top. It was really good. That that's been my favorite so far. 
Uh, but that's just like a, a super seasonal one. But the Biscoff one's still very good. I love the Biscoff yeah. one. Yeah, nice. He, he is really good. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's what's your current role within the business? Um, right now I do a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. Uh Because I, I started it from the ground up, and right. so. I mean, right now, like the Gilbert location, I have a really good manager there. She kind of takes care of everything there. And so now, like, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to not do the daily tasks. Like, for a long, even in Tempe, like, I would go help be a driver. I'd go help be a baker. I'd go help be a cashier. Things like that. So now I'm trying to, like, get myself more, I guess you could, I don't. I would never call myself this, but more of like, you know, the CEO type things. Yeah, yeah. Like, like supervising. Yeah, where I, I don't need to do the day-to-day tasks. Yeah. I need to be more focused on like how to get us, you know, more profitable, how yeah. to get us to grow, how yeah. like, so I've been focusing a lot, like we're coming out with a new location in Gilbert and like dealing with all that is, you know, a huge process. So it's kind of getting to that where it's like, I need to build chunk cookies. Uh-huh versus build cookie right well it's the concept of working on your business rather than working in your business exactly yeah i think that's something a lot of business owners are either scared to do or they don't want to do um i don't want i don't like it i'll tell you that a lot of people like oh but building a business is so fun and it is fun it's Uh rewarding but Uh it's like it's a lot of stress a lot of you do a lot of things that you just don't like doing like oh you have to write up a training manual like that's not fun <laughs> yeah. you know it's like oh we're with the new location guild where we have to go talk to the city what do they require you have to deal with architect you know stuff like uh-huh. that where it's that stuff's not fun yeah. but it's like i do i love i am i'm involved in every step of the process as far as coming out with new flavors yeah and it's like i love doing that i love coming sure. out with new flavors taste testing seeing what works what doesn't things like that but I've, I've just learned I have to balance both where I have to you know work you know grow the company versus working uh-huh. what would you say is the most rewarding part about running this business I, I they kind of go together but it might be considered two it just I really wanted to build a culture as far as working for chunk to be super fun like we have great team members like yeah. I, I wanted people to kind of brag just like you yeah, I love working at chunk cookies yeah you know tell their friends you know come work for us and also like when we get a lot of feedback from customers like we get emails and dms all the time just like hey I don't even live in Arizona I found you guys online I sent some cookies to my aunt because she's having a hard time you guys showed up on time she loved the cookies it was a great experience like there's no better feeling of just like getting that feedback of what you're doing is working uh-huh. like they genuinely love it and that's like a huge part nice. that makes me want to keep going on this that's cool what's been like your ideal way of growing and scaling the business for you um there's a lot of moving parts within that but i would say i don't know that's hard because I've been thinking of a lot of different concepts because mm-hmm. it, it, from a business perspective, coming out with a storefront is a lot of money. So I've been trying to think of ways of like, I still want storefronts, but limited storefronts. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I'm trying to figure out ways of how to do that and mm-hmm. where to do that and things like that. Um, but really, I, I just want to go where the demand is. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of what we're going right now. That's why we're coming back to Gilbert or oh, having a storefront. It's like the demand's there. People want it. So right. it's like, we, we got to be there. Yeah. And so then from there, we will kind of just go probably to the next city of like, all right, who, like, where's the demand? Where are people wanting us? Things mm-hmm. like that. And just kind of move slowly, but surely. Some people want fast, crazy growth. Mm-hmm. I personally just am not like that. Like, I don't want to build 10 stores in a year. Like, mm-hmm. just one store a year is <laughs> overwhelming. And so I kind of want to keep it like that. Yeah. Just, like, open up a store, perfect it, get everything going, running well. And it's like, okay, now let's move on to the next yeah. one. Yeah. And it's done well for you because you're still getting to everybody's house. I mean, yeah. even with one <laughs> storefront, like, it, cookies are still 
going all over the place. So exactly. Is your ultimate goal to just continue to scale and see how big you can go, or do you have like a kind of an end goal with the company? Um, a lot of people have asked that, like, oh, do you want to sell? Do you uh-huh. want to? Right now, it's a long term thing. I have no idea if that means fifty stores one day, or if that means you know ten stores one day. Yeah. But I'm just going to grow it slowly and surely, and kind of just see where it takes me. Because I do want this to be a long term, even a, a lifetime thing. Yeah. You know, that's if cool. that's if that's what it is. Cool. Okay. So what what would you say your biggest strength is within the business, or just with business in general? Uh, is that for chunk cookies or for me personally? Ah, uh, for you personally. Um. For me personally, it's I, I don't like the phrase like good enough. Like I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like some people, like we've done taste testing. I'm like, hey, I need to get a cookie out soon. And they're like, oh, dude, this one's good enough. Like if I hear that, it's like, oh, that cookie's crap. Like, <laughs> I don't want it. And so it's like kind of just like pushing myself and like the team members of like we need to have, you know, I don't expect perfection either, but it's like we need to have a dang good cookie. Yeah. We need to come out. You know, we have dang good customer service, but I want it to be really good, not just good enough. Right. And so that's, I would say that's definitely one of my strengths mm-hmm. is like making sure we meet that of just like being the best. Cool. And then my follow up question is what would you say your biggest weakness is? My biggest weakness is definitely do, like trying to get myself to do things I don't want to do. Like uh-huh. we were kind of just discussed earlier, like there's a lot of, CEO type things where yeah. it's like I just don't like writing up training manuals. I just don't like dealing with the city and permits and yeah. all that. And so it's like it's been so hard when it's like, hey, I can do that, or I can go help the bakers make you know a bunch of dough and come out with new flavors. And, you know something I like to do. So like pushing myself to do the little tasks I don't like to do is definitely my weakness. I'm. Now, that's actually one of my goals this year is to like make sure to do the little things I don't want to do. Sweet. And then, so along the way, did you have any mentors? Um, actually, like my best friends that started the soda shop, they're definitely mentors of mine because right. they've yeah. they kind of got a head start of just doing a business. And when they joined with the, the Swig and mm-hmm. the, the other business, they they then got mentored by other business people. So they, they just have a bunch of knowledge that we bounce ideas back off of each other all the time. And mm-hmm. they've actually taught me a lot. That's cool. And so then my follow-up question with that is, what is the best advice that you received from a mentor now looking back? I would say the best advice coming from like a, the restaurant industry is do what the customer wants. Because mm-hmm. there's so many times... And, and there are times where it's like you need to do maybe the customer doesn't may not know what they want because it's a new idea or something. Uh-huh. But like if what you're doing, you're getting feedback where it's like, oh, you can improve this or that from customers, you need to change it. Because yeah. I've even saw it myself, like we try to have great customer service, but there's times where it's like, well, we can't do that because logistically it's going to be a, you know, a big problem, blah, blah, blah. But if the customers are wanting it, it just goes back to that old phrase, like customers are always right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just have to follow that because they're one thing I've actually caught myself is on my end, I always deal with like the mad customers, (laughs) which, you know, really wears on you. And you mentally you get to a point where you're just like, don't care <laughs> that sounds terrible because i do care but it just uh-huh. like mentally wears on you but it's yeah. like no i do care like i need to put myself in their position and so it's stuff like that where it's just i i need to listen to the customer like they they really know what what they want mm-hmm. and so i need i need to give the customer what they want okay cool and then my last question for all that is what advice would you give to somebody that is trying to start a business or has an idea or doesn't have an idea. The best thing you can do for yourself if you're starting any business, any idea is just do it. Like that Nike slogan (laughs) absolutely is the best quote of literally the history of this world. Cause it's, that's everything. You just do it. 
there's like I mentioned before, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. And there's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. But that's almost every choice you make. Like you really, you just have to do it. And it's better to do it now and fail sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Like there's no point of procrastinating. And that's really what helped me with chunk. Like I knew I had a limited time where it's like, no one's doing this. I need to do it now Mm -hmm. because coming in, you know, as a second company where it's like the market may be already taken it, uh-huh. it makes it much harder yeah more of an uphill climb and For so sure. it's like you just do it like just whatever your idea is whatever business you want to start just do it even if it's small like i started out of the back of a bakery yeah. like you yeah. just got to do it yeah awesome good advice okay well before we close up here we have a, a little game a little new <laughs> segment of the podcast we're gonna do um so you have 60 seconds to answer um, as many questions as possible. There's 20 total, um, but some are business related, some aren't, um, and we're just gonna see how many that you can answer within that time period. We will we'll pull up the clock here, and Ridge will start us off. Um, yeah, I will. All right, three, two, one. Uh, best podcast. Uh, how I built it. Who's your celebrity crush? Ooh, that's a hard one. I don't, I don't even watch TV enough. <laughs> um, I don't know actresses' names anymore. Your wife, right? Because I'm yeah, of course my wife. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, fruits or vegetables? Vegetables. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan. Good. <laughs> TV show you could binge watch? Friends. Uh, most ridiculous fact that you know? That is a good question. <laughs> um... Fact. It's a hard one. It's tricky. Yeah. It, this is super random, but uh, the red tail boa gives live birth versus eggs. There we go. Oh wow, that's <laughs> actually a cool one. Conspiracy theory you believe? Uh, moon landing was fake. And there <laughs> is, there is. The time. So we got a total of one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Uh, oh, close. You, close you had, record. I'll be honest. You had some trickier ones yeah. on there. Um, that yeah, was that, more towards... The fact one. That was hard. I yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said Michael Jordan, though, because... Yeah, we, Don... we would have had to have a discussion after yeah. that. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I respect LeBron. He's the best player right now, but mm-hmm. nothing compared to Michael Jordan. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and your, your opinion means a lot with the basketball thing, right? <laughs> exactly. You got basketball in the blood, so... Awesome. Well, uh, before we close up, is there anything that you want to kind of say to your customers, potential customers? Let us know where we can find you. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you to everyone. I mean, if you've ordered Chunk Cookies, thank you for supporting a local business and, you know, keep, keep supporting all local businesses, not just us. Um, right now, we're, we're actually located in Tempe, right on University in McClintock. And we're, we haven't disclosed this to anyone, actually. But we're going to open up our new Gilbert location in the Fat Cat Center that's on oh. Greenfield and Baseline. Nice. nice. So we'll have a grand opening here in the next few months. Cool. All right. Well, glad we got that little tidbit of info <laughs> that's here. Right. Awesome. That's right. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show. It's uh, been great talking to you and learning more about your thanks business. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. It's been a lot of fun. Cool. Thank you. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.